Good evening and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of the Airport Wild Podcast. Uh, tonight's show is a little bit different. It's more based on the actual business side of things. Um, Cody Barber from Baton Leeds is joining me and he's going to kind of show us the behind the scenes of what it takes to be uh, a successful business owner in the outdoor uh, outdoor wildlife industry. Um, he owns Baton Leeds, which is a pest control and wildlife removal a referral-based company. So sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun recording it, and we'll see you next time. Hey, everybody, and happy holidays. It is your host, Brett Jacobson, again, coming at you from the Airport Wild podcast studio slash my kitchen. And uh, yeah, we've got we've got another unique show for you guys today. Um, with me is Cody Barber, who, you know, uh, all things, I guess all things can be checked here. Uh, you are an innovator in the pest control world, uh, as well as the wildlife removal. So Cody, how are you doing today, bud? Oh man, I am better than I deserve. And I woke up above ground today. So we're, we're checking all the boxes there. Yeah. The yeah. I love it. I love it. So Cody, you're on the West coast, right? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Sacramento, California, a town called Folsom. And then I live in Utah now because it's way too expensive to live in California. <laughs> so living in Utah, uh, I mean, all I know about Utah is Salt Lake City and the Utah Jazz. So uh, that's that's pretty. And there's lots of mountains. There's lots of mountains. Lot of uh, mountains. We won't go down the Mormon track. So we'll keep this <laughs> religious. We'll keep this this episode religious free. Uh, so anyway, so okay. Baton Leeds is your company, correct? Baton, and, baton like, like a track and field baton. Okay. All right. Baton Leeds. There we go. Perfect. Okay. So not but, only is your last name Barber, but spelled French, even though it's pronounced Barber, but now it's Baton and not Baton. But all right. So Baton <laughs> Leeds is your company. And you started this um, not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken, but just kind of talk to a little bit, introduce yourself, introduce your company, and uh, the floor is yours. And then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll start with the, the rapid fire questions. Sure, sure. So yeah, my name's Cody uh, Barber, and uh, my last name is spelled B-A-R-B-O-U-R, uh, which is why Brett made the joke about the French spelling and any, everything like that. Uh, but yeah, I am the, I guess the official title is COO of Baton. And, uh, but really me and my business partner wear a lot of different hats, which, um, you know, a lot of business owners out there know for themselves. Um, when you're in a small business, you, you do everything pretty much. So, yeah. um, I got started with Baton and became a co-founder of it back in March of this year. But before I came along, it had been in existence for about a year. 
um, or so. So right now it's, we're approaching two years basically of it being formally organized. The uh, baton is a brainchild of my, uh, my partner and he uh, thought of it because he was, he was working in the pest industry for a, a big, one of the PCT 100 top 20 companies. And uh, he saw that in their, their call center, they had a lot of people calling to cancel because they were moving. And so he was like, well, we need to be able to send these moving customers somewhere. And so he created this, this idea where pest control companies could share moving customers. And then it, it, um, the idea morphed into being able to not only share moving customers, but share customers who call in for an issue that uh, maybe some pest control companies can't help like wildlife. And that's how you and I know each other is because we we've made a relationship where a lot of pest control partners that we have send you wildlife leads at Loom Acres. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, obviously, okay. When you're, when you're talking about the company as a whole, right? So obviously talk a little bit about the marketing strategy because a lot of your, you know, a lot of your success basically is, um, you know, predicated on, you know, people finding pest control companies, correct? That you're partnering with all across the country, kind of come up with, uh, you know, the, the strategy and, you know, the background uh, on that whole philosophy that you guys have, uh, that you guys have implemented. Cause I know, I know you're big on that. So. Yeah, absolutely. So we really pride ourselves on being referrals and we differentiate ourselves as referrals rather than leads, uh, which we're, we're, we'll eventually change our name from baton leads to baton referrals. Um, but basically, we do not manipulate search results or anything. Um, we don't trick a customer into calling a company like maybe Home Advisor, Yelp, or um, SEO, or whatever it does. Um, rather, we take a customer that's already called into a pest control company. And we give that pest control company a resource to be able to direct that customer in the right direction for the problem that they need to have solved. And so a lot of our success is determined actually off of our partners. And that's why we really, um, our partners are crucial to our business model. And so we want to make sure that our business uh, partners, and when I say business partners, I'm, I'm talking about the actual pest control companies that yep. are part of our, our uh, network. And we just make sure that they're they're enjoying it, and um, we're very open to feedback. And um, yeah, so a lot of our success is predicated off of of people calling in to other pest control companies for a service that they don't offer. So now, you guys start out. I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys are basically, you know, you guys would be classified as as a new business, right? You know, in the eyes of you know of just about anybody. Um, yeah, talk really a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> talk about the little bit, talk a little bit about, you know, the growth that you have seen in your company since like day one. Cause I mean, I remember our first conversation and I, you know, I was like, man, this is, this is, this is slick. I like it. Like let's, you know, and for us, you know, our company being nationwide, uh, and us, you know, having biologists spread out all over the country, like it made sense, but talk a little bit about, you know, how you guys came up with that and, and you know, kind of the, the launch point. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll answer your question in two ways. Um, the first way is, is the whole entire history of the company and how it's grown. 
you know, this uh, baton started as strictly just with moving customers. And now uh, where we're at today, moving customers make up less than 5% of the referrals that are sent through baton. So in the last, you know, less than 24 months of time, what went from the core of the business model of baton is now just a small fraction of what baton is all about. And so that, you know, that's how it's changed a lot there. And then in my time, in the last nine months of being with, with uh, Baton and, and working to, uh, to build this thing is, you know, we've just added some amazing companies, uh, both, on the, both on the pest control and wildlife side. Uh, we've, California um, in the last nine months has become a huge market for us. Uh, whereas in the first year of Baton, it was mainly like the Pacific Northwest, Chicago, and DC. So adding California and getting mainly Southern California really um, going was, was awesome for us. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, the biggest growth for us is just seeing all these awesome companies come on. And a lot of them are because of word of mouth. Our current uh, clients are so happy with us that they're telling their friends and uh, who are also pest control operators or wildlife control operators, and they come hop on with us. It's it's awesome. So how many, yeah, so talk about your market penetration here. How many states are you currently sending active referrals to other pest control companies or wildlife removal companies? Yeah, we're in about 38 uh, states. So the more uh, lesser populated states are the ones that we, we don't have or the ones that are far out there like Alaska and, Hon and uh, Hawaii. I almost said Honolulu. Yeah, I was going to say. And I've been to Hawaii a lot too because my brother lives out there, so I should know better than that. But the uh, um, yeah, we're, we're in 38 out of the 50 states. Yeah. And um, if we ever have like moving customers is still a thing. So if we have a moving customer going to one of the states that we don't have a partner in, we call people and yeah and somebody are you in utah even though you even though you live there <laughs> yes we yeah we're, we are in utah and actually a lot of the companies that we have are multi-location companies mm -hmm. uh, that are based out of, out of utah nice nice so uh now obviously every day is probably like mine where it's not the same as the day before and you do definitely wear a lot of hats what's your least favorite hat that you wear other than the one that you're currently wearing right now? Uh, my least favorite hat is cold calling. 100%. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's a good portion of what my day is, is it's trying to get our foot in the door with uh, business owners, uh, wildlife and, and pest control owners or management or whatever, um, and just trying to tell them about us and, uh, trying to, to give off a good impression in the first five seconds. And it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And so that is, that's my least favorite hat is definitely cold calling because um, I feel like I can not put my foot in the, in my mouth, but uh, I, I just don't get my message across quick enough. And then, it, yeah, anyway, there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. What do they say? Like when you cold call somebody like a, a new prospect, you have five seconds to, to catch their attention. Otherwise you're just spinning your wheels. I think it is. I think it's stats. like you have four point, like the, the attention span of a human being is like 4.9 seconds before they check out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the, so the key thing is they, a lot of these business owners are getting or management 
they're getting calls from Yelp and Home Advisor and a lot of other lead sources constantly. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be able to, to not only explain our business quickly, but also differentiate ourselves from those other ones because it's so quick from, oh, you're just another home. Advisor. And I click done, you know, type of a thing. And so it's a, uh, that, that can be stressful. And, you know, for anybody that's gone out there and knocked doors, it's the same thing, you know, like you're just another door knocker or something like that. You know, um, it's, you're, you're having to try and present yourself really quickly um, to be different and genuine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the name of the game. So who are some of your bigger competitors in the industry? I mean, or are, is anybody else doing what you're doing? In regards to what we are doing, there's there's no one doing exactly what we're doing in terms of we are um, we have built what exactly we do is we have built a software and a website that allows agents at pest control or wildlife companies to be logged in. And while they're on a phone call with a customer, if that they need to refer that customer to another company, they can do that in live time and make that referral to another company that can help that customer. So people that are doing like, there's nobody that's doing that call process or helping, you know, they, they don't have a business model that's uh, made. Now, the, the closest thing that we have as in terms of a competitor is, um, I would say it's twofold. One is, is your obvious lead sources such as HomeAdvisor, Yelp, uh, Google, um, you know, yada, yada. Second is um, field routes. I know is also is building out a, um, they are building out a way where if a client, if a customer, a prospective customer goes onto a website and fills out a form and, and they put in their information, their software will be able to recognize if that client is living in, within the right geographic boundaries for that company. And if they are not, then a referral is made for another company within the field routes umbrella. Um, I know they're working on something like that, but that's more on the, the website form side, whereas we're call side. Nice. All right. So talk to me a little bit about the background that you or your partner has in the actual you know, before we lose all of our listeners here who are all wildlife enthusiasts and, and people <laughs> in the industry. Um, what's your guys' background on actual like pest control itself and wildlife removal itself? Yeah, great question. So um, both of us, both Phil and I, my, my partner's name is Phil, we have both sold uh, pest control. So we've done the door-to-door thing, both of us have. Um, he has more experience with that. He's, he's, he did it for a couple of years. Um, and then um, he was also an analyst uh, for a company as well. And that's where the kind of the idea came from. So for me, um, my main experience, obviously outside of that small time of selling door to door was d- doing this. It's, it's getting to know business owners and learning the trick of the trade and, and the details by going to conferences. We're at most conferences and I'm learning, I'm sitting in the, the educational sessions. I'm learning about how, uh, what rat poisons to use and how to, yeah. uh, you know, what, what, uh, how to properly trap a raccoon or, you know, humanely do it or, you know, whatever. So, um, a lot of my my knowledge in terms of the actual intricacies of the pest control and wildlife side is is in the last nine months. But yeah. 
So when you're sending out these leads, like, I mean, obviously, you know, my taxes, we've, we've worked, we've worked a bunch of them. Right. Uh, I'm sure you get some, some pretty cool, uh, stories that come back. Uh, yeah. Some, some nightmare ones. I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of, uh, you have a majority of them, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just the one that shares them with you. I'm trying to think of the one that I called you on. Uh, Walmart, or it was like a Lowe's warehouse or something like that. Oh, my God, yes, where they were releasing the squirrels that were trapped, and then they were running right back in. That's right. Well, no, we, we sent you a referral where it was, it was supposed to be like uh, – it was supposed to be only like one animal or two animals – and oh then, yeah, yeah it was that not only yeah. were they catching it like they were releasing the animals that you were trying to catch but it was like hundreds of animals rather than just two or three yeah so so yeah so one of yeah so i think it was one of our first uh first leads that you sent us in the philadelphia area market uh and yeah so we get this yeah we we get a lead from you or i'm sorry a referral a referral we get a baton referral okay for a walmart that or for a lowe's that was having uh, difficulty with two squirrels that was on the work order. <laughs> and uh, and uh, our tech, Kellyanne, who does a phenomenal job, she's, she's a stud. She goes down there and the phone call I get back from her in the first five minutes of her in there was like, they don't have two, they've got 40. And... <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the squirrels are basically just living in the rafters and living in the store and basically just eating bird feed out of like, yeah, the back storage area and whatnot. And when she walks in to uh, greet the manager, the manager is like, oh, are you here to catch the woodchuck? And she's like, what? And she's like, or is it the possum? She's like, no, I'm here to catch your squirrels. She's like, oh, well, we've got a possum that lives right over here. Let me go show him. She literally shows him this live possum that's just like, like, I don't know, part of the Lowe's workforce and a woodchuck that literally has burrowed underneath one of the back gate fences and just like wanders throughout the store. And yeah, so Kellyanne, I don't know, she just, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. So we uh yeah so then she starts catching these animals and uh as before she could get back to check the traps yeah the employees there just let them go and out in the parking lot and they turned around and ran right back to the front door of the store so well, we're, the animals are like us they like to be comfortable where they know you know home is and yeah lowe's, lowe's was the home improvement store for them you know bingo oh my gosh uh don't worry we're not editing that joke uh (laughs) (laughs) so when you guys you know obviously in the beginning and stuff like that i mean what were some of the mistakes that you guys have made along the way here that have kind of uh ironed themselves out maybe um i you know i think a lot of them had to do with with my reaching out and and being able to know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a sales background and, and I, I view myself as a people person, but um, when you do sales all day or, or you do cold calling all day, it's really easy to just fall into a very robotic pattern and, and come off as, a, as not really human. Um, it's really easy to come off as salesy and, and whatnot. So 
Um, a lot of my mistakes really were, were uh, you know, just not being personable uh, as time went on and uh, just kind of going through the motions type of a thing. We had, uh, there's one of our, he's actually our client now. Uh, and I'm sure he'd be fine with me saying his name, but his name's Luke and he has a, he has a company down in Florida, but he was good friends with one of our biggest, uh, biggest fans, one of our biggest fans that uses us. And I knew that and I texted him, I got his phone number and I texted him and said, Hey, my name's Cody Barber. I know you're friends with so-and-so. Um, here's what we, you know, and I went into a little sales pitch via text message and never heard back. And then I texted him again, never heard back. And so then I hit up the friend that is really good buddies with him. And I was just like, you know what? Like I, I reached out to this person, Luke, and uh, <laughs> my, my buddy said, yeah, he, he uh, hit me up about your text message to him. And totally, he told me that you were way too salesy and that he wasn't interested or whatever. Oh, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I kind of felt like a dog with my, my tail between my leg kind of a thing at that time. And so then I was like, okay, I, I need to readjust. And so I, I hit him back up and just said, hey, I talked to so-and-so. Sorry, Luke, I, I didn't mean to come off of salesy. I think it's easy to be robotic. Um, you know, this is what I do. Loved, I would love to be able to talk to you, you know, so that I think that's the biggest mistake for me. Um, for us, you know, with, with a startup, though, in general, like you're going to make a lot of mistakes. And the key thing is just being able to fail fast. Yeah. Every business is going to not go out of business fail, but fail in certain aspects, small fails, big fails. You got to fail fast, learn from them, correct them and go. And that's how you're going to be a successful business, not go out of business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I started, I don't know. I mean, I've been, you know, I've been uh, in sales and in marketing and, and, and um, public relations and things like that for, I hate to age myself, but I was thinking about this earlier, but I mean, I graduated college at 22. My first like real job as a salesman was 23, 37, 14. We're going on 14, 15 years now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I still got some good hair, so and I don't have gray in my beard, so I'm I'm good with that. But um, yeah, some of the yeah, failing fast, having you know, kind of a um, like almost like an athletic mentality where you got to have a you know, you got to have a, a a quick quick memory and be really quick to forget, you know, have a short memory almost, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that because you're gonna fail, you're gonna yeah especially in sales, you're going to, if, when you talked about cold calling, I mean, I remember my job was to make three appointments a day and 150 phone calls. That means I am getting no's 147 times. Yep. And it's not cut out for everybody. And one of the things like in the industries that we work in, it's not really, you know, a lot of the people really, it, it's more relational based, you know, it's sending text messages. I know when we're um, getting contracts and things like that through airports and whatnot, it's usually because somebody has met us at a trade show and, you know, this, that, and the other, or they've gotten good feedback from somebody that, you know, they have in their circle of friends or circle of uh, professional networks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I hear you that quick story for you. So 
I had this, and this will probably, you know, hopefully, hopefully somebody can, can relate to this. So my personality, I wouldn't say I'm overly professional, but you know, I get the job done, but I'm also not like your cookie cutter, you know, three piece suit salesperson or or, or no, no. our phone calls. That's a negative. (laughs) That is a negative. That is a negative. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, this podcast might get me uh, two weeks notice. Um, <laughs> no, so so um, my business partner and, and a past venture, um, he was like straight, like he thought he should have been on the cast of Mad Men. Like he was by the book. He read every sales book, humanly possible. He drove a Lexus, you know, and we did the same job. He's driving a Lexus and I'm, you know, I think at that time I had like an Isuzu rodeo and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, he was very good at what he did and, and, and whatnot. And I remember um, he picks me up when we go to, we go to this appointment, this presentation. And um, you know, I, I remember, you know, I had, you know, dress pants on and like a button up shirt with like a sweater over it. Right. Okay. Business casual. Right. Like I could go, like if this guy said, Hey, let's go play 18 holes. Like, all I got to do is just ditch the top shirt, right? We're good. So, but my, my, my partner at the time, he rolls up and man, he's looking fresh. I mean, this is a brand new suit. Like, I mean, he's good to go. And uh, he's got the sunglasses on, he's got the briefcase. And I'm like, and I remember looking at him being like, man, you're really shiny today. And uh, he parks in the front row, right? And uh, we go in and we go up to the secretary and we're like, you know, hey, how you doing? We're, you know, uh, it's, I'll say his name, Jason. Brett and Jason, we're here to, you know, talk to, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, and she's like, yeah, sure, take a seat. He's not here, but he'll be here in a minute, right? All of a sudden, this guy comes pulling in with a red pickup truck and he's like, drives real slow. And I'm like, oh man, like I knew it right away, right? I just knew it right away. And he parks in the back row and he comes walking through. He takes one look at us, walks in his office. Five minutes later, we walk in and he shakes our hand. He's like, oh, I'm so glad to meet you. He goes, I just had a curiosity. Is that your Lexus? And my partner's like, yep, just picked it up last month. Business has been good. And uh, he's like, yeah, see that old beater pickup truck? That's mine. And he's like, you parked in my spot. Oh, no. Yeah. So he goes, let me tell you something. And he breaks into the story about how when he was first opened up his business, he took everything he had and went out and bought a brand new red Corvette. Right. And he pulled up to an appointment in a red Corvette, walked in and the guy literally looked at him and goes, is that your Corvette? He goes, yeah. He goes, aren't you a new business? He goes, yeah. He goes, get out. I'll never do business with somebody who's done with money. Yep. And he just looked at him and was like, uh, all right. He goes, yeah. He goes, you, you still operate out of your mom's garage, right? And he's like, yeah. Why don't you sell that car and get an office and be a business professional? So anyways, he tells us that story, right? And he goes, so my partner's like, so you're not going to talk to us? You know, and he goes, no, I'm not going to talk to you because he goes, I could tell you're already, you aren't genuine. But I'll talk to him. So why don't you go wait outside in your fancy car in my parking spot? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, that key thing is being staying humble. Stay genuine yeah. and stay humble. Uh, humble and that humble. Is, that's a story, man. The uh, 
I'll tell you now I say that I say stay genuine, stay humble. And I try to be as genuine as I can, but you know, humility, I'm still working on, you know, but uh, one of the most humbling experiences of this so far, she turned into a client, but I had this demo set up with, with this lady in Southern California. And I do, I, you know, we have great conversations at the start of the demo. I go through, you know, my spiel and then I start asking her questions at the end of the, the demo and she, she kind of answers them. Now, the answers aren't very in-depth at all. It's just, you know, simple answers or whatever. So I, I can't get a good read on her or what's happening. And this demo is over Google Meets, but I can't see her. She doesn't have her Google, her uh, calendar working or sorry, her camera working. And so, um, yeah, I, I can't get any body language or anything like that. So we finish our conversation. I'm like, okay, um, let me set up a follow-up appointment. We get that set. Okay, great. And I was like, very nice to meet you. I look forward to, to talking to you another day. And I think that she thinks that she like pressed her in button or something like that. But like five <laughs> seconds later, she's like, Oh, I fell asleep during that. <laughs> I heard that. And I was like, this is the, okay, this is a new low. I, I made someone fall asleep during a presentation or a demo. And now, yeah, so that was super embarrassing for me. And no one was even there to see it. But then also I'm just like, okay, this is, uh, I need to work on my craft here. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> now that you know, now that we we went down the sales and the marketing aspect, which I'm sure you know, sure everybody's gonna be thrilled to hear on. Um, what's kind of the future outlook for 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 you guys? I mean, obviously, or like even one step further. I mean, obviously, you're targeting pest control and wildlife removal companies. Um, where do you see you guys, you know, where do you see yourself in the next 12 months as far as the company goals and whatnot? Yeah. So we really want to be, um, you know, there's a, there's a term out there that's called nail it and scale it. And so Ooh. when I hear it, I'm like, we need to nail it with the pest control industry. And then our vision as Baton is to be eventually into all the home services. Now, if we started Baton and just did all the home services all at once, we would be running on fumes, if not out of business already. Um, focusing strictly on the pest control industry was the best thing that we did for uh, like ourselves. And our, you know, my vision in 12 months, our vision in 12 months, I should say, um, is to be, to have it nailed in the pest industry, to have it being a, a well-oiled engine, just going and then we can at that 12 month mark from now just say, Hey, okay, we're ready to go to our next industry. And, um, that's, you know, pest control, you know, maybe our next industry is lawn care and landscape and mm -hmm. tree service. And so, you know, pest control people can now start referring work for those guys too. You know, that that's kind of the vision get into all the home services is the eventual, but in the next 12 months, we want to completely have it nailed within the pest industry pest and wildlife and then go into another industry what are you seeing right now obviously you know the you know not to <laughs> not to uh be cliche but winter is coming uh winter is here for most of the the u.s what are yeah. you seeing as you know the dominant referral that you're passing off of which species right now 
definitely wildlife. And that that's the case um, with most of our referrals. I would say in general, if we just took averages, most of the time it's wildlife referrals going from a pest control company to a wildlife company. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really depends. In Minnesota, everything squirrels. Everything <laughs> is squirrels getting passed on up there. Um, a lot of, you know, and then probably another dominant species that's going through right now is raccoons and possums more south so that's uh yeah we we get a lot of those referrals going through yeah i just wrote a blog actually oh, was it yesterday uh about squirrels you know because uh that's one of the things that we've been working on the most with our in, in wildlife removal uh is squirrels and raccoons um like we just caught i think we caught like eight or nine of them recently in a storage facility um raccoons that was and then uh yeah we've uh yeah we've gone into some commercial accounts and whatnot up here in new york and done a lot of squirrel trapping and i think yes i think it was yesterday um we got like four or five leads and they're all squirrels uh all in the same day and uh it's funny because like we just had this huge snowstorm that came through in uh upstate new york and then the very next day you know people are hearing stuff in their attics so <laughs> they're, they're trying to get out of the freezing cold question with loom makers uh, you mentioned earlier that you guys you know meet some airport people at conferences are you guys with your marketing efforts do you guys actually exhibit at conferences or you know and then what are some of the other marketing efforts that you guys make do you guys go through yelp or google or something like that so all right my uh so the marketing division of loom makers um was kind of i don't want to say non-existent but it was all word of mouth right um and um, our owners and, you know, our leadership team, um, when I came on board, they kind of handed me the keys and, you know, Hey, do whatever you got, do what, do what you want to do. You know, I don't want to know how the sausage is made, (laughs) just make it, you know? And, um, you know, so we do a ton of organic, uh, organic marketing. So lots of content, lots of blogging, lots of uh, newsletters, email marketing, things like that, trying to reach out and stay uh, top of mind and to be kind of the authoritative figure. And that's why we do these podcasts, right? Trying to stay, you know, as the authoritative figure on any and all topics that have to do with wildlife, right? Um, And as far as trade shows, COVID kind of, when I first started, that's when COVID was like at the peak. And nobody was flying. Nobody was doing conferences. People were trying to do online conferences, but those are the most awkward things ever. And like, yeah, I mean, those are the ones that you fall asleep or you turn Netflix on in the background and just mute your microphone. Um, just and, remember to mute the microphone part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's important. That's, trust me, I've I've made that mistake. Uh, definitely about five or six times. Uh, so. <sighs> So yeah, so COVID kind of crushed us on that whole uh, being, you know, uh, and being at trade shows, being an exhibitor, being a special, you know, keynote speaker. Um, you know, the owner, one of the owners of our company, um, you know, Chris, Kristen, she is phenomenal in front of people. She's great. She, yeah, she's, you know, she knows her stuff. She's extremely knowledgeable and she's very personable and everybody loves her. 
And so, you know, it's kind of like having Steph Curry and having to bench him, uh, you know. Yeah, you like that, right? So, <laughs> you know, because, you know, we've got this sharpshooter and she's just sitting on the bench, you know, with no conferences and no trade shows to go to. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so hopefully that answers your question. We are definitely out in front of people. We love going to conferences. Um, but our main, fo- our main marketing uh, is actually a product that we provide, which is we do the P139. FAA mandated wildlife hazard training. So every airport and all their airport staff has to um, attend every year an eight hour training seminar on how to mitigate wildlife threats on an airfield. So we provide that training. So we travel from airport to airport and we provide this training and you know, it's, it's, a, it's a unique opportunity for us to stay in front of people while providing a service with this entire back, you know, back office of services. And a lot of people don't know it. And, um, but we've, uh, yeah, we, um, outside of our major competitor, which is the United States Department of Agricultural, uh, the (laughs) USDA, who uh, it definitely is frustrating watching, you know, uh, airports get federal funding and then give it to the USDA to do the job that we do. But uh, we are the, yeah, we're the first private sector um, company to be appointed by the FAA to perform uh, wildlife hazard assessments and wildlife hazard management plans. And yeah, yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's very unique. Um, It's a very niche market. Um, But yeah, we, uh, we definitely, yeah, we definitely have been, grabbing all sorts of all sorts of uh, <laughs> SEO ranking results uh, based on our content marketing efforts and it's starting to pay off. We're getting found a lot more. We're getting a lot more interest, a lot more traffic. Um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a cool ride the last year and a half. Well, the niche is also good in the sense that you guys are known now, right? Mm-hmm. Not only do you guys have this airport wildlife podcast, you know, but you guys are like, if I had, you know, I live 15 miles away from a small airport called it's Provo airport or whatever uh, in Utah. And, but if, you know, I had a friend that worked there and he was managing it and he was like, oh, I need to figure out something with wildlife. Well, I know exactly who I'm pointing them towards, you know, yeah. Blue Makers got your back. You know? yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I had yesterday or uh, last week I had uh, a guest on, uh, her name was Jasmine Pest. Her name is Jasmine um, uh, Allmeter. Uh, and she's known on social media as Jasmine Pest Pro. And uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, small company here in Rochester and pest control company and they're fresh. They're just starting out, you know, and it's like, hey, you should probably check this guy out. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you should probably check check this company out because they do a great job and, you know, referrals are, are legit. They're not, you know, they're not old. Uh, a lot of times the referrals that you give me before you even send me an email, those people are on the phone talking to me already. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, Cody, you're behind the eight ball, man. You must be on. (laughs) But it's like, no, that just took 30 seconds. Like, and that's how it's funny how the world works today. You know, everything has to be, you know, this. Yeah. So when you're talking to a homeowner, 
you know, or a pest control company is talking to a homeowner, by the time it gets to you and then gets to me, I mean, you're talking 30, 40 seconds, basically. Like, oh, I just hung up with this guy and he's on the phone. <laughs> so. Look at Jess, though. Look at Jess. I love that you brought up her, right? So she is, she's known as Jessica Pest Pro, right? Jasmine Pest Pro. Jasmine Pest Pro. But look at her, right? So she's got a little bit of a following, right? And because she has built up this natural following on social media, if there's followers that following her in her geographical area, guess who they're going to for their pest problems? It's her. Absolutely. And if you can, like, if business owners and managers and whatever, if they can utilize free marketing, which Instagram and, and Facebook, and they're totally free marketing. Yeah. Uh, so you pay for Facebook ads and Instagram ads, obviously. But if you can create an online following, get that, you know, master those social media algorithms, man, you are going to get some organic growth for just your effort, not any actual dollar spent. So, you know, kudos to her if she's been able to actually, you know, accomplish that. There's a lot of people that are really good at that. Yeah, she, uh, yeah, she's done a great job. I mean, I love watching her videos. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really fun. I don't know. It's fun to watch her grow as, you know, as, as this, I don't know, I know her as Jasmine, but then there's Jasmine Pass Pro. So to watch her as this, like, you know, this, uh, uh yeah this alter ego uh is really cool we dabbled with that uh a little bit but it really wasn't an alter ego it was just me being a guy who eats donuts and uh i haven't done it in a while just because um well quite honestly uh i got tired of eating donuts and doing donut reviews but i gotta break that out here um you know so I, i'm sure i'm sure these wildlife and pest control operators are loving us talk about donuts right? yeah, it's all right i mean that's probably what they do anyway <laughs> i mean everybody loves donuts yeah. but i mean like yeah i mean yeah watching her kind of grow her brand and and and, and yeah we do the same thing um we don't really do a whole lot of like you know adword you know because once once you start opening that can like it never ends <laughs> uh so all of our seo and our search results uh, and our google rankings are all organic man we haven't paid a dime and i'm really awesome. proud of that same thing with facebook we haven't paid a dime for advertising or anything like that you know um and that's 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 a cool part about some of these you know these ways that you can grow a, a business in the outdoor world uh, or the outdoor industry, and that's why the last two shows having you on and Jasmine on, um, you know, I want to help people and educate people not just on what we do at Lou Makers, but like there's a possibility there's people out there in certain industries that you can reach out to, and you know you can you can start a business and you can grow a business and you can get clients and you can retain clients and you can learn, um, and that's you know that's what I'm really passionate about so. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, with everybody listening to this, like for me at Baton, like, yeah, I obviously want as many partners or people in our network as possible, but I'm also interested in, in you, right? I want to know how I can help you and your business because with you being on, you're obviously going to help me, but I also want to know how to help, like how I can help you. And one thing I found is through that, that just helping people utilize those free, those, those, that free marketing, yeah. you know? 
if, if you can really nail that free marketing, it's cool. You know, free marketing is also your image as well too, right? Cause in, in what I mean by that is I have a story for you. Okay. I so it. I, we had to go to Pest World. We went to Pest World. Awesome experience. My second day there, we were, we were supposed to have a dinner with several, uh, about four people. One of the, per, uh, one of the people uh, texted me and said, sorry, I didn't actually make it to Pest World. Once I found out the mask mandate for the conference, I decided not to come. I was like, oh, no biggie whatsoever. All good. And he's like, but make sure you wear masks. And I'm like, okay, you want to tell me, you know, he's, he's not coming because of the whole mask thing. Um, and I was like, okay, so why are you telling me to wear masks or whatever? Because nobody, nobody at the conference was wearing masks. Except sure. Maybe I would say 10% of people. And he said, well, let me tell you a story. I heard. Uh, from a friend of mine that their friend stopped using one of their distributors, which was a million dollar, a $1 million a year revenue deal Jeez. because they would, they at their booth would not wear masks. They did not huh. wear masks, even though they were required by the venue to do so. So this, um, this pest control operator, uh, basically thought masks were a great thing. And a lot of people do, and I respect that. Um, and they made the decision to stop a relationship because this distributor was not taking the mask mandate seriously. The point I'm making is that your image is everything and it could cost you or make you a lot of money. And so for me, as soon as I heard that, now I'm, I'm pretty... Um, I'm totally cool with whatever anybody decides to do. Just let me do what I do. But when I heard that, I'm like, I want my, our image to be good. So I started wearing masks, you know, and just because the reality is, is people who don't care about wearing masks don't care if you wear a mask, but the people who care about wearing a mask care if you wear a mask. Right. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to take that and, and I'm going to wear my mask and make sure that I respect everybody and, and what they want. And, uh, yeah, I that story was just insane to hear that that a distributor lost out on a one million dollar a year relationship that was established for years, by the way. Yeah. And because you know the, the the other person thought that they their health wasn't being taken seriously. So this the you know translation of story for pest control and wildlife operators respect the boundaries of your customers and make sure that they're taken care of and that they're comfortable with you. Because as soon as they're comfortable with you, they're going to make sure that you stay around and they want you to stay in business. But if they're uncomfortable with you, they'll let everybody know. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Um, <laughs> I got a good one for you here. So political stuff, right? Political posts uh, and political opinions, right? We all have them, but whether or not we post them online share a meme, share a picture, share somebody else's, you know, and I mean, like right now, you know, you got let's go Brandon or, you know, you had Trump nation, you know, like whatever I think, side. I think that just become an explicit podcast episode. Cause you said, let's go Brandon. <laughs> yeah. But everybody, that's the thing though. Everybody knows what I mean. Um, so, you know, like whatever, whatever side that, you know, you're, you're on there, I guess, or whatever your political opinion may be careful. <laughs> <laughs> because there are a lot of passionate people on both sides of the aisle. And I remember, you know, I remember we lost um, at, a, at a, the company that I actually helped start um, when I lived in Indianapolis. Uh, we lost a deal 
with, we lost a client. We lost a $6,000 a month client uh, because yeah, we didn't share the same political views and somebody associated with my company uh, went a little overboard. Uh, and this is back in the Obama uh, administration. So they went a little overboard and got real personal. And uh, we didn't even think twice uh, that a client of ours would be looking at an employee of ours's Facebook page and associating it with us. And they, yeah, one day they just said, hey, we're not doing business with you anymore. Why? Well, because so-and-so posted this and that's the image that you have. And it's like, crap, <laughs> lesson learned. <laughs> Absolutely. And that, that's the key thing is like, as, as, um, as employees, as managers or whatever, we have to, we have to kind of be perfect in a sense. And that kind of sucks, but we have to be perfect in the sense that we have to tread carefully with everybody. Cause we're dealing with customers and every consumer out there is a Facebook warrior, everybody. Mm -hmm. And everybody's got an opinion somewhere. So it's just like, it's really knowing how to read the person. And it, once you read the person, then, you know, kind of conform to them a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're, you're going to be, you're, you'll grow your business just fine. Yeah. And, and, and in our company, in our industry, like we do a lot of stuff that unfortunately, like today's society everything's caught on camera and we got to be really careful we got to tread real lightly especially when you're talking about you know the threat you know whether you're you're setting traps for pest control setting traps for wildlife removal you're working in a commercial you know commercial warehouse or something like that um <laughs> or you're out on an airfield and you're you know mitigating wildlife um some people just you know they have that attitude like you know screw it i don't care other, but then there's other people, you know, that they look over their shoulder and make sure nobody's taking pictures or nobody's got them on camera. And we have to kind of do both, you know, unfortunately. Um, and I'm sure that goes for your customers and your clients and everything, you know, because they, at the end of the day, they, they represent you, they represent your brand. And uh, that's something that people just kind of, you, you never had to watch out for that. But now with every iPhone having basically, one of the best camera pixels, you know, that you can possibly get shooting everything almost in HD and, you know, and like, yeah, like you're going to, you're going to get a picture taken there too. Well, and for all the people listening, right. They're in people there. A lot of these people are in residential homes, right? Residential homes are now super under surveillance. We got doorbell cameras. We got inside cameras. We got outside cameras. I mean, did you got, did you see the uh, video from a couple uh, years ago? Uh, there's a the son of a local business pest control owner was doing door-to-door -door for his father-in-law or something like that for pest control kicked a cat in phoenix and that whole entire company was crucified <laughs> for it because it was caught on camera and that cat flew like i mean yeah. if there was a field goal post the field goal was good if you know what i mean you know how was his form though like, did he go, did he like reach back with the arm, like set it back? Like, yeah, it was a little, it, it could have been a little bit better. Was, a little <laughs> crazy, you know? was he an athlete or not? Like that's <laughs> Might've been with how far that cat. Flew, you know? <laughs> yeah. It to have been. <laughs> yeah. It, it, but so, I mean, so he thing. got, so his company got crucified, but then he got an offer from the Cardinals 
Like, was there? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know on that one. But we'll stay away yeah. from that one. Uh, but no, absolutely. Like, um, what is it? I know Ring, right? Like, you can buy Ring cameras at Walmart. I think yep. I saw them on Black Friday. You could pretty much just stick them anywhere. I mean, I mean, super and, easy and those, to install too. Yeah, they're super easy to install. And like, I mean, this sounds weird, but like a lot of the times, you know, like if there's a crime committed in a neighborhood. Like they're not grabbing your ring camera. They're grabbing the one across the street or the one down the street or, you know, or for the house that's facing your house. Like those things have some range. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, everybody points at the government as like big brother and stuff like that. But like we've kind of evolved in that ourselves. Yep, absolutely. And not only that, we're allowing these companies such as ring and stuff like that to have surveillance inside our homes you know they say that they're not doing anything with that but i mean can we be, can we be real you know anyway i don't know yeah so you don't have an alexa in your house <laughs> i don't we, we do have a ring doorbell camera and yeah. it is slick I, it I is slick it. Yeah. yeah we have not we my uh, neighbors have had a lot of packages stolen off of their uh porches and we've never had a package stolen which I'm talking about. Yeah, so the crime rate in Utah is high. All right, so I'm going to add that to the list of things I know from Utah. <laughs> petty crime, I would say. Petty crime. Petty, petty, petty crime. And, and drug use, actually, believe it or not. Oh, all right. I feel like that's a United States thing, but, you know, <laughs> we'll yeah. get out of that. Um, all right, so, Cody, we're going to end on this. If uh, Give me your sales pitch right now to everybody listening, why they should partner with Baton Leads. Absolutely. So Baton is, in simplicity, it's a referral network where pest control and wildlife companies can refer to each other. And there's no membership fee or activation fee or anything like that. The only thing that costs you money is if you get a referral from another company, you're paying them for that referral. And so if you want to be able to send referrals, you'll make money. And then if you want to buy referrals, you're getting them straight from another company that's recommending you. So it's really a win-win. Um, the conversion ratios are super high because you're being recommended by a, a company that the customer's called into. Um, and we're, we're dedicated to, to really helping you guys. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Not the best sales pitch on the face of the planet, but there you go. We, uh, you know, we, we, we're just, for me and Phil, we we're just trying to put food on the table for us as well as help make a difference in the industry. Um, that's key thing right there is what I'll, I'll, I'll say one story if I can, mm-hmm. um, just, you know, to end off, I just got lunch with, um, one of our, our partners. He's a small wildlife guy down in, in, uh, Southern California. And he's been with us probably for about eight months or so now. And we, we were getting lunch and he got really emotional, got emotional at the end of it and just said, Cody, I am so grateful for you guys, you know, coming out of the blue, like you did, you guys have doubled my revenue in the last eight months. And Mm. I've been able to hire people and expand my territory because of you guys. And that's like, that right there is what I live for is to know that we were able to make a difference in somebody's life. And not only that, now he's putting on the food on the table for other people, other his, his now new employees. And so that that's, you know, 
we love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think anybody that's in sales uh, or even any business owner for that, you know, like I hope there's somebody out there listening right now that can relate to this. Like, yes, everybody enjoys financial success, but you can't tell me, especially right around this time of year, when you're watching somebody that you've hired or the brand that you've built have money to put food on the table and presents underneath the tree for other people that are under you because of the hard blood, sweat and tears or the good relationship decisions that you've made for your company. You know, like the sense of pride that comes along with that. Like, you know, when, you know, when we as a company, when we're able to hire somebody out of college and put them in Anchorage or in, in Alaska, you know, yeah. and, you know, give them a truck and, uh, you know, like, you know, and health insurance and this and that, you know, or when we get a contract that's signed for years after year after years and that and an employee gets to, you know, stay with the company because of the job that they did and we can afford to keep them like, yeah, of course. Like there's such a sense of pride that comes along with it, you know, and it's kind of, you know, from like a salesperson aspect of it, you know, you get this car salesman mentality where people, you think you only think about yourself, but no, you're, you're out there, you're representing a brand, you're, you're representing, you know, especially if you're the owner of a company or you're a higher up and you're able to provide job security in really tumultuous times right now um, where not a lot of people want to work. And, you know, it, it, it's a, it, it's a major, major uh, factor that kind of goes unsaid. Um, but I'm glad you said it. So, <laughs> well, there's, there's still people that care and want to work and want to, you know, there's some people that are entrepreneurs as well. And they're, they're trying to make a name for themselves as a wildlife control operator or pest control operator. And uh, man, just that story, when he said that it just, you know, it was an emotional moment for me, I feel like. And um, I don't know, it's, it's something that's going to stay with me for the rest of my life. And I hope to hear a lot more of those type of things. I know Absolutely. you, I know you've, you guys have done well with the referrals that we've sent you. Um, but yeah, just, just seeing these, these smaller operators, cause we work with anybody from the one man show all the way up to a hundred, 200 employee company, but seeing people just be able to grow their business. Cause of what we're doing for them. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, tell everybody how they get in touch with you and, uh, and then we'll end on that. Okay. Well, if you are interested in learning more, um, you can go to our website, batonleads.com, and that's B as in boy, A-T-O-N-L-E-A-D-S.com. On there, you can see a little bit of information about us, and then uh, there's a button for demo. You can fill out our form, and I'll be in contact with you. Um, you can also send me an email at cody at batonleads.com as well. Happy to help you. All right, Cody. Well, thanks for being on, man. I loved having you on. Love talking to you all the time. Um, wish nothing but the best for you. And uh, yeah, have a good holiday season with you and your family. Okay. Same to you, Brett. And uh, don't uh, eat too many cookies. Come on, man. You know, I've already started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus is bringing the presents, right? I don't know what he's bringing, but he ain't getting near those cookies and milk. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll talk later, bud. Thank you.